Why, hello, this is Daniel Hall, and welcome to this episode of the Real Fast Results Podcast. This is show number 90. The name of this show, How a No-Content Book Became a Number One Bestseller on All of Amazon. Welcome to the Real Fast Results Podcast, the place to come for actionable steps to create real results in your business fast. Ever wanted to see your story on the big screen? Fact is, Hollywood is constantly looking to buy stories that would make great movies. So if you have a story idea, novel, non-fiction account, or children's book that you would like to sell to Hollywood, then you are invited to register now at realfasthollywooddeal.com for a free on-demand webinar training with Emmy-nominated producer of over 30 films, Dr. Ken Achety. When you decide to continue your education, you'll definitely want to use the coupon code, you should write this down, the word PODCAST for a substantial and instant rebate that is only available for a limited time to listeners of Real Fast Results. So register now at realfasthollywooddeal.com and remember the coupon code PODCAST. Hollywood awaits. Why, hello and welcome to this edition of the Real Fast Results Podcast. So pleased and happy that you have decided to join us for this very special episode. And I love the fact that today my guest is none other than the famous, well, perhaps should we say infamous, Michael J. Knowles. And a bit about Michael and why he is just so famous as a as an indie publisher and, and author. Uh, Michael, first off, is uh, a managing editor and cultural co correspondent at uh, The Daily Wire. He is a recent graduate from uh, Yale. And the thing that I love best about what Michael has done, he's also a fine actor. But in addition to all that, the thing I love best, he is the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book. And I'm talking about Best-selling over every, I mean, number one, not just in the category, over all of Amazon, called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a Comprehensive Guide. So uh, with that, welcome to the show, Michael. I appreciate you being here. First off, congratulations on the success of this book. Thank you very much. It's been a whirlwind of three weeks, but uh, certainly has exceeded my expectations of this, uh, this little gag and venture. I know, and, that, and that's kind of where I wanted to start, you know, is how in the world, well, first off, you got to, for, for those folks that may not know, all right, yeah. tell, tell them what the gag is. Well, this, this book, I've built it as the most exhaustively researched and thoroughly studied history and political apologia for the Democratic Party. It's called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, Comprehensive Guide. And uh, you can see if we turn in here, there is Table of Contents. And then uh, you've got chapter one, economics, and then it's uh, largely blank until you get to a very thoroughly uh, researched bibliography, very well-cited bibliography. <laughs> so it's, it's a troll. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's just brilliant. I mean, because the whole thing is essentially blank. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm very honored to have been able to participate 
in probably the most effective troll since November 8th, 2016. And uh, I was joking with some friends of mine. If I had trolled any harder, I would be in the White House right now. So this is... <laughs> I would not put it past you, man. <laughs> so how did you come up with the idea for this? I tell you, I wish that there were some elaborate uh, story about how I was going to market this thing. and I knew it was going to make it to number one. That really wasn't it. I thought it would be a funny gag. I was sitting on the couch with my fiance. said, you know, uh, there, there really ought to be. And, and by the way, this is an old gag. This gag has been around since at least 1880, which is when uh, the Republican ticket of uh, Chester Arthur and James Garfield uh, published a blank book of their political opponents' um, uh, statesmanship and political achievements. You know, And again, that, that was also Republicans trolling Democrats with this same gag. Um, so anyway, I thought it would be kind of funny. Uh, obviously, I work a little bit in the conservative movement and media, so I thought I could sell 50 or 100 books, and mostly I just wanted to have one so that I could give it to my very left-wing aunts and uncles and friends and things like that. So uh, I designed it myself and uh, called up a couple friends of mine in the movement, um, the Daily Wire crew, Ben Shapiro, Steve Crowder, those kind of guys, and said, hey, do you want to give me a blurb? And uh, so, so Shapiro blurbed it. And said it was thorough. That was the, uh, that was the full the full uh, review, and we put it up there within three days. Within three days, uh, po- uh, within three days it was top ten. And then within four days, it was the number one book in the world, <laughs> and it sat there for like almost two weeks. I, I know it's just beyond. It boggles my mind how well <laughs> this is done for a blank book, essentially. And, you know, the, the other cool thing that I, I kind of wanted to ask you about is, like, did you do the cover? Who, who did your cover? I'm very happy I did the cover. I was going to ask, because I'm not a great designer, but it's a blank book, so it's not that hard. And I was going to ask a friend of mine who's an actual illustrator to do it for me, and I say, you know, we'll split the profits, assuming I would make about $100 on this thing. I'm very happy now that I did not do that. There would be litigation. Never never would there have been more litigation over blank books. Um, <laughs> the You know, and, and the, the real question that this brings up is why did this one work? There have been many versions of this. There's a book on Amazon called Irish Erotica, also blank. Uh, the Witten Wisdom of the German People, you know. There are a bunch of books. Once I put mine up, there were like a million reasons to vote for Republicans, you know, knockoffs, and none of them sold anything. So the question is, why did this one do so well at this moment in time? And, uh, you know, I think it's no coincidence that this uh, occurs only five months or so after uh, President Trump is elected, after he's injected this wild enthusiasm and humor and kind of madcap uh, (laughs) style to, to politics today. So, so what you're saying is that you think that the that the book was published and a lot of the success of the book is in harnessing and riding the wave of sort of Republican populism that's going on now. Is is that kind of what I'm hearing? Oh yeah, a little bit. I think that if if there's one thing that President Trump has shown us in the last two years or however long he's been running for president, it's that a little sense of humor can go a long way in politics. And it's and that's clearly been sorely missing over the last however many years. So I think just a little lighthearted fun um, and and not mean spirited fun, by the way. You know, one one thing I really like about the book 
is it, it's just a it's just a joke. There's no it's not mean. It's not calling anyone racist or sexist or bigoted or this or that or the other thing. And uh, it's a sort of gift that you can give to your liberal friend and uh, share a laugh over and and also get your point across. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me let me sort of step back and kind of take us through the sequence of, of how it was marketed. I, I realize what you're saying is you, you basically put it up and it started taking off, but you must have done something. I mean, like like folks like Ben Shapiro, for example, they have their own following. Did did they mention it? Did you know, did you did you get that sort of support when you put it up? Absolutely. I'm, you know, there, there was this interesting timeline of things because I was going to ask Ben or Andrew Clavin. I go on Andrew Clavin's podcast a lot. I was going to ask him to do something or Steve Crowder or whoever, um, the kind of political media internet celebrities, you know? Um, and, um, but I actually didn't really need to because right away this book took off just from posting on my own social media Twitter account or Facebook or whatever, it, it took off to within the top thousand books on Amazon. I thought, wow, that's really surprising. I can't believe how fast that rose. Then it rose up to, I think, the top 500. I thought, wow, this is really, this has some momentum to it. And it was only at that point that I asked Ben to retweet it and Crowder and the Daily Wire. Uh, but I think the lesson from, from all of this is that if you had, obviously I had a platform that I could use, the Daily Wire crew and some of the conservative media types are friends of mine, so they would, they would promote it. Um, but after the, the just getting lightning in a bottle and the clear, you know, kind of uh, just gift from God, manna coming out of the sky, after that luck component and the right timing of that, I think uh, having a, a platform and having friends who would be able, an infrastructure to promote your book uh, I think the job took care of itself, and I think it did probably a lot more than any publisher would have ever been able to do for me. Uh, obviously, when you, when you see the results of it, right? So let's so let's let's sort of um, dissect that a bit. You you are a, an editor or editor in chief, right? Uh, and managing editor. Ben is the editor in chief. All right. So man, managing editor, editor, and and so you have. And this is this is something I tell my folks all the time. You have a a vehicle and a platform that you have been building all along, essentially. Yeah, that's right. And having that platform, and and just as important, having that network of people who are not, you know, I don't work for Steve Crowder. I don't, uh, but we, you know, but we are friends. We we have a relationship professionally. Same with Prager University, uh, Dennis Prager's nonprofit. Um, and actually Dennis himself, I went on his show then to talk about the book. Um, these are just sort of friends of mine and relationships that I have that, uh, obviously they were right in the wheelhouse of this book. You know, it fits right in, right into that niche. And so they were more than happy to promote it. I think probably they would have promoted it even if they didn't know me and having that, uh, network and that platform really meant like Adam Carolla says that you have a pirate ship and you don't need to wait on publishers. I mean, truly, between the time that I scat, sketched out the cover of the book and formatted the pages and got it on Amazon was about 24 hours. I mean, there is a, it, it is really quick to get that up there. You know? and, uh, and the amazing thing, especially for people who are interested in indie publishing, is that when you show success, people want want to buy your product. You don't have to, you know, if I had, if I'd gone into a meeting with a publisher and said, Hey, I want to publish a blank book. I would have been laughed out of the room. 
because I sold 80,000 copies in a week and a half or something, I I had people uh, calling me. I mean, major publishers calling me trying to buy the book to the point that I had to <laughs> I had to hire a literary agent <laughs> to to publish a very non literary work, you know, work without any words in it. And uh, they actually had an auction to buy nothing to buy blank to buy <laughs> you know a, a message and a and a phenomenon. Wow. You know, just wow. Let's, you know, let's, let's actually talk about that for just a second. Um, when you, when you have a platform, I mean, how big would you say your platform is? I mean, Twitter follower wise or, or what, when you say a platform, what are you really saying? What, what is the definition of platform for you? Well, my, you know, my own social platforms are relatively small, just like anybody's. Now, now I guess it's bigger after the book blew up. But, you know, I probably had 3,000 Twitter followers or something, 3,000 Facebook friends, something like that. Um, but because I contribute, as I'm sure a lot of a lot of your listeners do, they'll contribute to different websites and different things like that. Those platforms open up a lot. So I write for The Daily Wire and, uh, you know, help edit that website. That website has 40 million page views a month. I mean, that is a massive website. So even if you're only getting one post up there, that's being seen by a huge number of eyeballs. And that can do much, much more than, uh, than you know, your own personal platform could ever do. And, and really, it could do more than, than publishers would do for you. Uh, you know, the job of the publisher is to get you to those outlets. If you can do it yourself, then why have the middleman uh, take a cut? Uh, absolutely. And so... What another way of say saying this so that folks can understand is you you are in a way doing guest blog post. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I, I've certainly done that all over uh, all over the internet. You know, I mean, I've written for a dozen or two dozen websites, writing guest posts or whatever. Even at the Daily Wire, I don't write regularly all the time. You know, I'll edit parts of the website. I'll go on the Andrew Clavin show and contribute as a cultural correspondent. But I've only written, I don't know, half a dozen or a dozen uh, pieces over there. But it's enough to to give you an imprint and to, and to give you a platform so that when you uh, call up people, you know, that you've worked with at these websites or who are doing other things and say, hey, could you give me a little plug? They're happy to do it. It doesn't cost them anything. And, uh, and especially, and, and I think this was essential with this book, Reasons to Vote for Democrats, is it capitalized on this m- moment in trolling culture, you know, and in internet culture, which is that the right wing is much better at the internet than the, than our friends on the left. We're just much better at it. You know, I think it's because we've been shut out of all of the mainstream outlets for so long, uh, shut out of Hollywood, shut out of obviously the mainstream news media. Comedy Central doesn't allow conservatives, I think, within 300 yards of their building, even though my book is trouncing Trevor Noah's book, you know, <laughs> and the, uh, those shows haven't been funny in years. So where, where do we go? We go into the Wild West, which is online, and conservatives are, are able to express uh, their, their wit and their intelligence and their cleverness such that I published a blank book, and it got 2,000 reviews, which were so funny and so erudite and so biting uh, such that people wanted to spread this around because it, it really it, it felt like a real accomplishment for in, in this oppressive left wing culture. Conservatives could say, ha, here's a finger in your eye. We made a joke about you, the number one <laughs> seller in the world. 
I, I dig it. And I was just kind of thinking about all those great reviews you've got. That that would be great content for your next book. I know. You could publish the reviews. You really could. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I've been reading through some of them. And you're right. They're, they're very, very, very smart. Yeah. <laughs> very savvy, some of them. Uh, so Cool. All right. So uh, you're, you're talking... A couple things. Let me and I and correct me here where I'm wrong because I'm 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 sort of listening for my audience to say okay. First thing, you're you're basically living whatever it is you know that that you're truly interested in. Here you're you know you're a conservative person and you want to you want to advance these conservative um, uh, philosophies, concepts, and beliefs. So what you start doing, you're, you're a smart guy, you're educated man. Um, and so what you start doing is you start basically guest blog posting on sites that reflect your, uh, your view of the world and making friends with those people that, that run those sites. And of course, uh, once you've done that, and how long did you do that by the way? I mean, I've, I have done it for a while. I've been in a conservative political world for, I don't know, seven or eight years, probably, you know, a pretty, pretty long time, uh, maybe even more, We're, you know, but it, not in a totally concerted effort. I mean, I'll work on a campaign, I'll advise a politician, I'll write for some websites, I'll, you know, copy edit, I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, I'll volunteer for conservative organizations, I'll be a member of certain fellowships, obviously, in the least secret society in the world is uh, the Hollywood conservatives group, which is called the friends of Abe. Um, a much oppressed minority we are. Um, so, you know, you, you just participate in that. And it's like any other professional endeavor. You, you very often find out that industries are much more communities than they are businesses. And there are just people. And if you want to, if you're interested in that world, obviously I'm quite interested in, uh, politics and uh, the conservative movement. And, you know, I'm concerned about the state of the country. So you'll just, I think, naturally gravitate toward that, toward what you're interested in and what you're good at. And the being in that world then gives you a huge leg up than if you had started from scratch and, uh, you know, had to build up an entire platform by yourself. Yeah, I mean, and, and then I see similarities between what you did here and what Tim Ferriss did when he put together the four-hour uh, work week. Is essentially he established relationships with with bloggers, influence centers in that niche, and when the book was getting ready to come out, he basically said. Yeah, let's let's promote it. Let's let me do some guest blog posts. Let's can you can you give it a can you give it a mention, etc. So I see I see some parallels there between. I would say between too, though, a word of caution is not. You know, I, I yeah. wish I could take more credit for being a uh, you know an evil genius or you know some kind of. Uh, Please take it, <laughs> wizard. I'm happy to take it, but there there is something I think to be learned about not. Uh, not planning every single thing out to the nth degree because, you know, I was, I got engaged about a month ago. Congratulations. And two weeks later, thank you very much. And about two weeks later, like manna fell from the sky. Right. And uh, I was joking that uh, God is clearly pleased with my decision, you know, and like in the old days, he probably whispered to people and kind of gently suggested things. And today we're such dolts. He has to shake us around and say, you idiot, don't you pay attention? Um, it, it, the joke is I've 
been in uh, conservative politics for a while in some degree. And uh, I've done a lot of campaigns. I've, uh, especially in show business, I've tried many tactics to gain any ounce of notoriety or money or anything. And, and the least likely one, the thing that you least think will do it, uh, suddenly became a hit. So there is, I think, uh, an important bit of advice to get, which is constantly be doing that thing. Constantly be in that world, be working, be contributing, be doing lots of different aspects of it. And I think you'll, you'll have a greater likelihood of success rather than, uh, you know, I think if I had uh, said, I'm going to dedicate my whole six months to this ridiculous prank and seeing if it'll go anywhere, I think the likelihood of that not working would have been uh, almost 100%, except that, except that lightning struck. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that I, I would necessarily agree that lightning struck here. I mean, there, there, was, sort, there was sort of the alignment of, of uh, planets, yeah. um, and, and you've done something, and that's kind of the point. That's what you've I You've done some things all along that allowed you to leverage the work you've done, the relationships you've, you've built, and you've come out, and then on, on top of that, you came out with something clever, uh, funny, um, not not really hurtful or, or spiteful. I mean, not a, not if you have a sense of humor, anyway. Even even if you're a liberal, this this book is is uh, hilarious. I I think. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to frown at it. You know, <laughs> it's hard to frown at it. It just it's just brilliant. Um, but, and by the way, I just want to make sure I, and I told you this before, I'm, I'm much more libertarian leaning in my, my politics. Uh, but you know, I still, I, I, I could still see something that's, that's really smart. Um, and, 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 and call it out for what it is. Um, Thank you. No, I, I would agree with you. I do think there is, it, it, I think it was a, I, I'm glad I had the idea. I think it was a fun idea. I think it hit the right tone. I, people are, I think, really sick of angry, vicious political uh, attacks, whether they be humor or humor with a real edge to it. Um, so I do think all of that's true. Obviously, the infrastructure that I had available to me is something that had to be there or none of this would have worked. And then that last special sauce was uh, was luck or, or providence, you know, to, to, you know, for my wedding or something. Um, but that, you know, it was indispensable without that. And, um, but of course, I don't think that would have done very much if the groundwork hadn't been there for, you know, for however many years. I, I just also had to ask what, when, when's the big day when, when you're getting hitched. So we, we've been, uh, we've been trying to figure this out, obviously for the last couple, couple weeks have been a, a whirlwind. Um, but it looks like it, we're from New York and we're going to get married in New York. And in New York, apparently you need to reserve a venue about 15 years in advance. They're very <laughs> difficult to get venues there, but it looks like it'll be early next year, sometime next spring. And uh, I'm really glad that now we won't have to worry too much about keeping the costs of our flights down or something, you know, <laughs> try to try not to blow it on a wedding, but. It does take it does take a lot of the pressure off, which is very nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, it, that reminds me of the the Forrest Gump quote. You know, it's just one less thing. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's, that is exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, so how can folks reach out and uh, connect with you? I, I actually am going to commend whether whether you're liberal, libertarian, or 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 conservative. Go buy this book. It's uh, it just. It, 
awesome in, in its execution. It's called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a comprehensive guide. So how can folks reach out and connect with you, Michael? Uh, best way to find me is probably on Twitter. It's just at Michael J. Knowles. Um, but I'm on, I'm on every platform very, you know, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm sure you can find my email, uh, on a million pages, you know, that are, that are out there, but please do connect. I mean, that this is one aspect I've really loved about this whole experience is talking personally to people. I might, it might take a while, but I'll always get back to you. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts, uh, because, as, as I say, it's, it's been a really fun and totally surreal experience for me. But the most amusing part is reading what everyone else is writing. I mean, those reviews on Amazon and those tweets are really, really some genuinely funny humor. So uh, send them at me because I, uh, I look forward to reading it. Absolutely. All right, man. I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And if you've got value from this interview or any of the other episodes of The Real Fast Results podcast, would you do me a favor? Would you head on over to realfastresults.com forward slash iTunes and make sure that you subscribe and rate and review the show if you haven't done that. Also, the notes and resources for this show mentioned here by by Michael will be um, available for you at realfastresults.com. And once again, we give you the steps, we give you the information, but it's up to you. Michael said it in today's interview, but it's up to you to go make results happen. Hi, Daniel Hall back with you with a little afterword. And I wanted to let you know that what you just heard was a excerpt of a longer interview that I did with uh, Michael J. Knowles. And that extended interview is actually in the Real Fast VIP members area. And one of the things that I wanted to do with that, because it, he, he was starting to share like really, really great uh, material, which made the interview very, very long. Um, and I basically then just put it in, in the members area. So if you are not yet a member of the Real Fast VIP community, then um, head on over to realfastvip.com and join up. It's only $1 a day, and there is actually a $1 seven-day trial there. So you can get in and listen to the rest of this interview for basically a buck. Um, and I could just tell you some of the other stuff that uh, Michael shares is just awesome. And um, I also did a very, uh, uh, a very thorough and detailed annotations of really what was going on and really what he was, was saying, kind of pulling out the, the, the nuggets and the implementation for the webinar for the, the strategies that he actually used and then how you, 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 you can implement them. So at any rate, check, uh, check that out. It's in the realfastvip.com members area, as is a lot of other training that's there. Okay. Uh, if you are a listener of this show, 
you should really consider being a Real Fast VIP member. You can get coaching from me. You can get a weekly training from me. And, um, and we also have a private Facebook group, which you can be a member of as well. And I'm in there every day answering questions. So, uh, again, check it out, Real Fast VIP. And thanks for being a subscriber here to the Real Fast Results. Dot com podcast. Remember, if you want results, consuming content is not enough. You must implement. Now take action on what you learned today. And when you get results, we invite you to share them at realfastresults.com slash results. Why would you do that? Because it could be good for you. Very good. Just go check out realfastresults.com slash results now. Are you an author? Create passive revenue from the sale of your ebooks to libraries where they will license your books for potential recurring income to you. Not to mention the prestige and credibility you get as an author libraries are buying. Get started learning how with a brand new free on-demand webinar training. You're invited to register now at realfastlibrarymarketing.com. And when you decide to take advantage of the special advanced training, make sure to use the coupon code, you should write this down, the word podcast for a substantial and instant rebate only for subscribers and only for a limited time. Register now at realfastlibrarymarketing.com and remember the coupon code PODCAST. Thanks for listening. If you love the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any of the profit-generating goodness. Last, but certainly not least, we really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show. Go make results happen.